0: Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. Good morning. Just turn to people around your table and say, this is a good morning. You can emphasise the good. Maybe for some of you, you've got dressed over your pyjamas. If you're online, you're really welcome. You may still be in bed. I will forgive you. But I believe that as the words that we speak create the day that we live in. I'll say that one again. I just believe that the day, how we speak creates the day that we live in. And the reason for that is because everything around you, and I see we've got loads of devices and the tables and the chairs and all kinds of bits and bobs, they're all, they're all made by a man. However, you and I are made by God. Is that too, that's not too complicated, is it? Just pinch yourself if you're not sure. If you go ouch, then you were definitely made by God. Because everything that is living has the potential to contain his life. If you went ouch, it's because you're alive. Uh, For those of you that don't know me, my name's Jonathan, and it's a real honour for me to be the congregation leader in Worthing, where today... Uh, I have, um, I was going to say abandoned, but I don't want you to get the wrong impression. I've left my wife in charge of one of our church in home venues. So thank you, Janet. We love you. Have a lovely time. Everybody that's there, be blessed. Don't eat all the food. Uh, Our our young uh, saints leader, Andy, who most of you know, he's visiting, I think, three families this morning. So if you're there, Andy, well done. Thanks. Two of the mob are up here, Rory and Holly. We love you guys, you are amazing. (laughs) Lionel, where's Lionel gone? Lionel, Lionel, I'm impressed because you played the black notes and the white notes and I've only ever managed half of that. But we're in a tremendous season, God has already been speaking today, he's been releasing today and he wants to continue to do that, is that Okay. Again, this is going to be a bit of a, pfft, a splurge because I only knew I was speaking here in front of all of you people not that long ago. Amen. Thank you. I'm glad you came. So we're just going to have a little bit of a ride, it's a bit of a journey. Is that OK? So some of this is just going to be very much in the now. Uh, I got a text from Clyde saying, um, I won't say I won't say exactly what he said because I don't want to embarrass him. He said... Um, He said, can you speak tomorrow? And I said, of course I can, I can speak every day. (laughs) Can you speak in Horsham? Yes, of course. What would you like me to speak on? The answer, whatever you're buzzing with. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that because I tend to buzz with a lot. Uh, I, I cover the front door buzzer, the back door buzzer, the side door buzzer, any buzzers on your windows. Because I've realised and I want to share with you that there is a key. How many of you want to buzz through life? And how many of you want to tell those things that want to stop you to buzz off? It's going to be a bit preachy. I, I'm sorry. I can't help it. But there's something stirring in my heart. It's been happening since the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And there's something that's been buzzing off on the inside of me. And that is the power of serving. You'll say amen. You haven't heard what I'm going to say yet. I'm going to ask for an amen in a little bit, all right? About 30 years ago, 30 years and two weeks ago, actually, uh, my wife, Janet, who I've mentioned already, she's gorgeous. Oh, I tell you, I'm blessed. Woohoo! I'm going to be in trouble for saying that. I'm going to say it again. I might as well get in trouble with a lot. I really love you. It's amazing. Tomorrow, let's celebrate. Um, But for for myself and my family, God said to us as a household, we we were really doing well within our life. We were kind of living in this uh, part of Northamptonshire and and it seemed like God's favour was on our lives. And then God said, I'm going to take you to this random place in West Sussex with a whole bunch of random people for 10 weeks. That was 30 years ago and two weeks. Yeah, you can make of that what you wish. For me, it's because I'm a really slow learner, okay? That's where I put it. But I I rocked up, sorry, I I turned up in this amazing house. It was an old house, it's still an old house, with a whole household of things going on and people doing this and doing that and doing the other. And there's something jealous that rose up in my heart. And it was God, what I'm hearing about, I want to see it, I want to touch it, and I want to talk about it. How many of you a little bit like that sometimes? You know, particularly if you're into YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all There's all kinds of stuff out there where, yeah, there's challenges going on. But in the midst of all of that, how many of you know that God is still doing what God does best? Which is healing people, saving people, repairing, restoring and rebuilding people. That's just what God does. Come on! But as I was hearing and reading back from all these amazing people—men, women, young people—doing all kinds of extraordinary things, I was saying, "God, I want to be like that." Do you know what God said to me? Cut the grass. (laughs) Uh, God, I want to—I want to do miracles. Keep it tidy. God, I want to move in all these power. I've read all the finny books. I'm thinning out. I've watched all the Watchmen these books and my knees are worn out. <laughs> <laughs> I said, paint, paint the house. Wasn't even my house. Wasn't even my grass. Wasn't even my lawnmower. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> But God, I don't want to cut the grass. He said, cut it as though it was my lawn. I'll tell you what, I got so convicted, challenged. I locked myself in the little shed that was there. And I don't know what was going on, whether it was petrol fumes or ether, I don't know. But I suddenly had this... God just came and said, if you cut the grass for me, I'll cut it with you. You paint the wall... For me, I'll paint it with you. You pick up that letter for me and I'll do it with you. And I thought, Jesus, that can't be true. And he said, it is, because where my servant is, there am I also. Oh, oh, yes. And I broke down. I can remember it. This was a long time ago. I just broke down. I was like, God, this cannot be the answer to my prayer. I want, I want to do this. And he said, no, follow me. I want to do that. And he said, no, just do what's in your hands. Do you remember this guy, Saul? He, he was out looking for some donkeys, wasn't he? Saul, Old Testament guy, big chap, eight foot tall. He, he went out and he was looking for some donkeys and, and this, this, he hid. And he met this guy called Samuel, wasn't it? Yeah. And Samuel said, hey, God wants to make you a king. Well, he'd never been a king before. He'd never done that before. And he said to Samuel, what should I do? And Samuel just said, just do whatever's in your hands. And I got that scripture 30, over 30 years ago now. And what I realised is that when you give your life to Jesus, you're equipped to serve anybody. Come on. You are. When you give your life to Jesus... There isn't anyone that you know that you cannot serve, honor, love, bless, speak well over, pray for. You don't know anybody, including people in this room, on the screen, in the church, in a home. You don't know anybody that doesn't need to know more about Jesus. But I've learned a key is serving. And and Kevin, I I love Kevin. Kevin Van Poortvliet. He keeps me buzzing. Because there's just something about him. Just When I get near him, it's like him, this guy over here, Colin. That is your name, isn't it? I'm joking. (laughs) Colin just inspires me. Because when I look at people like the Collins and the Kevins and the the Kates and the Sharons and the Rohans and the Annas, I look at them and think, oh Lord, if only. If only it was like that when I was their age. That word this morning, part of it was, I don't want to live in yesterday's chapter, I want to write a new one. I want to write today's chapter. So we don't serve the past, serve the future. But as I was cutting grass and doing this and doing that, uh, time went on and suddenly it all looked tidy and I I used to go out every week and cut the grass and print the bushes and all this kind of thing. And every single week, the Lord would give me a song. And guess what? The trees are pretty deaf, so they don't care what your voice sounds like. Mm -hmm. But the birds liked it. The rabbits never came. But what I found was the one who serves sings. Ooh. When you know that you're serving Jesus, there's a song in you. I just make the words up. Make the words up every day. It's a little bit like Elf. Elf's a good example of that. I'm singing. I'm in a supermarket. And I don't care who's listening, but I'm sick. Sing- There's something that God releases in you and in me and through us. It is a song that is, I'm serving the King of Kings. Somehow I can do something for Jesus. I can do something in his house. Doesn't matter what my house looks like. I'm going to serve him in my house. I can pray. I can honour. I can give. You see, God doesn't force the service, but in this parable this story that we've kind of been grappling with for a few weeks now and Kevin was sharing it uh, last week I I shared it almost identically funnily enough in Worthing but I did it uh, it's a live message this great banquet Jesus didn't send the party organisers he sent a servant now if we had all kinds of technology here Suddenly the, the scriptures would come up on the screen, but we, we don't have that. So you're going to have to check it out yourself. Has anybody got a Bible? Do you remember what a Bible is? Has anybody got a device? If you're at home or if you're here, it's uh, Luke chapter 14, verse 17. I'm just going to dip in here for a moment. But God wants to release something fresh from his servant heart through ours to others. So Rory said, I'm glad two of you are here. Anybody else want that? Now, I don't mean that we get to do loads and loads and loads of stuff. But God wants to reshape who we're serving because it affects how we're serving. So whether you're in the workplace, whether you're in your workplace is being a mum, being a dad, that's your workplace. But if we get this click, this drop moment, this let's put the bookmark in today's chapter, I want to serve the Lord in my home. I want to serve the people who come into my home. I want to serve the people who I work for. As if it was Jesus in the room with me. Is this making some sense? Because there is a key. It's not a fast track. I don't think it's a fast track coming out of an environment of, of tremendous blessing for 10 weeks into another one of even more blessing but let me tell you when you serve when you get this penny drop moment when you see that anyone around you you can put your hands under them your life next to them and lift them up and serve them in that practical way you also get a breakthrough you you also get a new revelation for some of you maybe it's just like well I I just want to I just want the party I want to be at the party Let's just have a look at this, and then I'll comment on that. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited. He sent his servant. Over these last 30-odd years, 40 years now, I've just learned the power of when you're sent from the house, and when you're sent to the house, you take everything from the house. Everything in the father's household is mine. I'll say that one again because some of you didn't catch it coming in one ear and out the other one. Everything that is in the Father's household is ours. This is why becoming a Christian is the best deal you will ever, ever get. Don't read the press. Read Jesus. Jesus says, I want to give you everything. Can you say everything? Everything. Bit longer. Everything. <laughs> we had. We had a guy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We had. We had a, a great uh, man of God here ages ago, and he, he was to say, "It's go purple." Aah! Why? Because we can't describe the size of what we have. All we can do is serve out of it. Everything that is in God's household, he wants to give to you. If you're watching online and you don't know Jesus yet, get to know him, my friend. Because he wants to give you more than you are. He wants to make you more valuable than you're worth. He wants to give you a kingdom. I like that. That's a good deal. What do I have to do in exchange? Just let him give it to me and give it me. I know what I am like, and I know what you're like, most of you, but there's something about the servant who comes to live in our lives who will find the opportunity, he'll find the, the gap, he'll, he'll get the way in to be able to serve. This is why I love, we love in Worthing, the whole church in the home thing, because it's releasing servanthood. Ooh, come on. But in those people it's releasing into servanthood, they're getting blessed. And they thought they were anyway. But there's more. As we serve, there's more. Moses was a basket case. Sorry. But he served sheep that weren't his sheep. And God moved him into authority and ruled and reign. He yeah. yeah. was a basket case. Come out of a basket. Basket case. Yeah? Okay, never mind. <laughs> you got Joseph, who was a dreamer. Dreamer. He ended up getting falsely accused, falsely imprisoned, and ended up running the country because he served it. Daniel, he got taken out of the people he loved, the people that he lived with, the land that he was born in, and got put into a totally different environment, but he refused to serve the environment. Now, we may all be serving the wrong thing, but God wants us to serve the right thing, which is him. So I'm going to put in a massive, here's a massive tool for you to help you live as a servant every day. Interestingly, it came out of this prophetic song that Hoddy was running with, living in freedom every day. How many of you want to do that? If you serve Jesus, you serve out of his freedom. We don't serve to get it. We serve because we've got it. The walk of Christianity is never by good works. Otherwise, everybody be doing it. But it's by faith in the one that's worked it good. It's the right words, different order. (laughs) Does that make some sense? It's the right words, wrong order. He has done it all for me. I can do nothing for him. I'm going to serve him. And then suddenly that all becomes my reality. But in this, in this phrase that came out, and, and we were encouraged to just affirm it and win it. Live in freedom every day. Many, many years ago, we, we got hold of this tool. It's a book. Uh, it's, a, it's a relationship. It's an impartation, which is basically God serving us. We, we think we're doing some great stuff for God. And God says, well, if that's your best, it's good. But watch what I can do. Oh, Hello. I've been caught out by that a few times. said, I've, I've really served you, Lord. Look at me. Woohoo! yeah. I'm trying not to be too proud, but I did that. I don't even know what I'm talking about. We're very subtle. It's like, well, yeah, it's amazing. I will not going to tell you all that, but hint, hint. Oh, it was me. <laughs> I think, maybe it's just me, in which case, forgive me. But there's a humility and a song, and an attitude of the servant, but it doesn't say welcome. I'm going to land on the floor and you can all walk over me. We're not the weak meek. We're the strong meek. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is everything of God is mine because I don't have anything to bring to the table. Is it said it was a bit of a buzz, a bit of a ramble, but we're getting there. It's only 5 past 11. woo <laughs> But we find some of these other characters. Ruth. If anybody here is called Ruth, it's not you, maybe specifically. But Ruth was almost like an orphan. She was, she was almost like a widow, a divorce. And she was just on her own, totally outside of her natural family, organic family. But she connected with a completely different tribe, tongue and nation. Served it. And I love this bit in Ruth where, where, where the daughter, she just went and said, Oh, bye, mum. And Ruth came up and gave her a big kiss and a cuddle and said, I'm not letting go of you. That's what servants do. When they know who they're serving, when you know Jesus, who is the master, he's the one who organized the party in Luke, Luke, he's the one who organized the whole event. When you know the master, man, you, you want to cuddle him and kiss him and say, Oh, yeah, Lord, I, man, you are number one. The Hebrew word for that little moment was called covenant, kerith. They cut themselves together. So when you serve the Lord, he'll serve you. When we minister to the Lord, he ministers through you. And I learned over these years of just serving, just literally, it could almost sound like I'm just doing as I'm told. But servants do do as they're told, don't they? And I don't mean in a reckless, foolhardy way. But here's a little litmus test that I always apply to myself. And this happens now internally, a lot. And I've trained my face not to show it too much. How many of you want to be a servant for the Lord? I see that hand. You'll only know how well you're doing when someone treats you like one. Can I just share that with you? This is... This is my learned knowledge, over 30 years of cutting the grass. Over painting, and then it was the wrong colour, painting it again. Through doing this, no, actually that's what I meant, okay, now I've got it. There is something about our attitude that we want to be a servant of Jesus until someone treats us like, it's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> a few times in the Bible school, this is funny made me laugh anyway not them and if there's anybody here that this was you I'm sorry but but on the first day of uh, the first week of every term we used to have three terms is I would always just wander around the building looking fairly scruffy you might think that I still do in which case I love you I forgive you but this is the best I had in short notice Rory's got all my good gear I would always go there and all these these enthusiastic students from this country, that country, this place, that place, would all come in and they'd say, oh, can you get my bag? Yeah, if you like. (laughs) Oh, by the way, there's a a bit of rubbish out there. Should somebody pick it up? Yeah, if you like. And then in the evening when I turned up as the college director person, it freaked them out. Well, if I'd have known it was you, I wouldn't have said it. I said, well, that's the point. It doesn't matter who it is. Please don't serve me because it's me. Serve me because you love Jesus. And that's true across this table and across your table at home. Don't serve because you're going to get the credit for it. Serve because he has credited life to you. That's what the Bible says, doesn't it? When we believe God, we get something in our bank balance. It's called accreditation. Is, it, is this making some sense to you? Because me, I'm hearing this for the first time like you. This, thank you, Jesus. You think I'm joking. I'm not joking. Elijah. We know about Elijah. His name means this God saves or Yahweh saves. But he, was, he got famous for washing the hands of Elijah. He served him, sorted out his laundry. I mean, Elijah's clothing was a bit dodgy, right? Rub-a-dub-dub, out comes the bug. Hallelujah. (laughs) Sorting out his meals. He's a locust. Do you want it barbecued or dry roasted? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, hello. But he was known for serving, or, or the Bible says washing the hands of. I think for you and for me, we need to take great delight in the opportunity to wash the hands of people figuratively speaking, maybe literally speaking. Just in these last recent weeks for me, personally, in my family, we had a, we had a loss a bereavement. It wasn't sudden, um, but every, every death is a shock, whether you know it's coming or whether you don't. And part of the, part of the challenge that I've had is it's one of my immediate family. Christmas Eve, not a good time, right? But I tell you, I've learned a lot more about what serving produces by serving them. Serving nieces, nephews, being there with them, praying for them, turning up, helping them out practically. So don't sit there thinking, well, how can I serve? The question is, who can I serve? Because if we just start with how can I serve, the other side of that question is, we might be thinking, I'm not good enough. I can answer that for you. You're right. Get over yourself. I'm not good enough either. I have no right to be here in front of you sharing my story other than that I'm serving my master, if I can put it that way. Now, hear this right, Clive? Don't take this too far tomorrow, okay? But, But we have to serve someone. And we have to serve with something. So when I got this text last night saying, can you come and do it? Yeah, of course I can. What are you going to say? I have no idea. Just what I'm buzzing with. Them. This is what I'm buzzing with. Is this all right? Are you sure? You are not started throwing stuff yet. I just want to kind of draw this to a little bit of a close because I'm going to throw a little bit of a gauntlet out, but it's a gauntlet of love, all right? Uh, it might be an iron fist, but it's in a velvet glove. <laughs> Boom. There's a there's a lovely lovely guy that we, we only hear about once in the New Testament, the book of Acts, and probably... It doesn't say this, but this is me paraphrasing it. He was just going about his daily business. He might have been praying. He might have just have been singing. He was part of the biggest church growth movement that the New Testament church had ever seen. He was in Jerusalem in, a, in that congregation. And he was just doing something. And in the middle of the day, or maybe he was just awake at night, I don't know. But it says in Acts 9 that he was in Damascus. He was a disciple, a follower of Jesus, a servant of God. And the Lord called to him in a vision and said, Ananias, here's a good response. When you sense that God is asking you to do something, do you know what the response is? Yes, Lord. Yes. I found that is, is less painful than saying, can we just talk about this? <coughs> <laughs> I still, like that one. It's, the Lord says, do that, do this. It's like, can I go and... F- praying fast about this because immediately it's, God hasn't got the issue with that I've got an issue with what God said now thankfully Jesus is very loving and very kind and he, and he lets me off but I think that let off element gets shorter and shorter the more we know him so the more we know him and his house the less we need to negotiate does that make some sense to you here we are, where's Ananias Sorry, I'm trying to get through this. The Lord said to him, go to the house, say house. house. This was not a church meeting. It was not a big famous conference in the middle of a big famous place. This was from your house to that house. Go to that house. Now, you know as well as I do that God does things on the walkway, on the pathway, knocks people off the donkeys. He comes as a light, he walks through walls, but he said, go to a house. Why? Because I think there is something God is saying, and I'm prophesying now, that he's positioned servants in the home. And when we serve the Lord in the home, he will serve those that come into the home. Not you, not me, he does. And our testimony down in Worthing over these last few weeks is that God is serving people in the home. They're serving one another, having food, which is really important. But there's something God is releasing through that positioning in the house, which I love. I'm excited. I'm missing it today, but I'm so happy to be here. Then uh, it said, go to Straight Street, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. This is cool. Uh, just, let's just own this a little bit. So in the middle of doing something, you're in the workplace and that one work colleague that you know you should forgive, but you haven't really. You've got a really good, fixed smile, but your heart is frowning. And the Lord says, go and buy him a coffee. <sighs> Lord Jesus. I just go. Because in the known world at this known time, Saul was known for killing church. He didn't have a good press. He wasn't the church's friend. There was this guy, regular guy, regular servant in the house who just heard God somehow, some way and the Lord said go and he just went so I'm just going to go anyway because I'm serving you. When you're in that shop, when you're in the queue when you're chatting over the fence and there's that situation, that person that you know who you just got a bit of an issue with let God God serve the issue so that you can serve them. Because you don't know anybody that doesn't need to know more about Jesus. She's making some you all right with this? We're trying to land it. It's got to pass. Come on, we're going well. Oh, I just got a text from Andrew Boyd. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> <He's there. laughs> Bless him. On it. Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe as we serve, it releases new spiritual movement. There are practical implications, there are spiritual implications, and there are new chapter implications. Find those people on your street that maybe historically, when they've walked up the path, you've crossed the path to avoid them. Oh, stay on the path, serve them. Hi, how are you doing? How's it going? How's, how's it going at work? Whatever. Serve them. Service opens up the door for a move of the Holy Spirit. You all right, Jen? Yeah, in the hub. Oh, mate. Come on. Let's celebrate the servants. It's good to do that. Now, everybody knows that Jen's in the hub. If you want a coffee, drive down Horseship, it's brilliant coffee. Immediately, something like scales fell off Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up, was baptised, and after taking some food, it regains his strength. Saul's- I believe as we, as we recognise that Jesus came not to be served, not to serve. And if you know Jesus, he wants to do the same in us. He doesn't want us being served. He wants us to serve. It's, I believe it's going to release within your homes, within your workplaces, within your schools, your colleges, wherever it is that you are, God wants to release a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. All he's looking for is a yes. So we'll stand up, shall we? Let's live in the new chapter. The new chapter is, God needs everybody. Every servant is highly favoured. Every servant has the potential to face God and God says, well done, good and faithful servant, enter in. That's you, me, people on, on the camera, it doesn't matter. Wherever you are right now, there is someone that you can serve on behalf of Jesus. We are the hands and we are the feet and we're the mouth. Just close your eyes a moment. It does all go dark. We're not afraid of the dark. Hallelujah. Father, I want to thank you that you are kind of asking us a question or showing us a, a model of service. And I, and I just love the reality that, that, that people, when they serve you, whoever they were, wherever they came from, whatever chapter of life they lived in, once they said yes to Jesus, you rewrote the book. You wrote off every previous chapter and said, this is a new day, let's start again. I love that, don't you love that? Don't, don't try looking backwards. You'll just find those on blank pages. You'll be like, what? what? Because God served us through forgiving us. He served us by redeeming us. He served us by giving us new life. He served us by coming to live in our lives. That's how Jesus has already served us. That's how he wants to serve you. His divine power, it says in 2 Peter, has given us everything we need for godly life through his knowledge of him who called us by his own glory, and his own goodness. I believe there is whole expressions of God's glory and goodness that he's going to be releasing through simple acts of service. Because nobody else will say that. Nobody else will go there. Nobody else will offer that. Nobody else will help them. We will. Because we serve the Lord. Father, I want to thank you right now. Everyone under the sound of my voice, whether in this room or on, on, on watching later, I thank you that you want us to come through these questions. How can I serve you, Jesus, this week? How can I serve you, Lord? What, what do you want me to do? Now, if you don't know Jesus, that's a hard one. So the first way for you to come into your incredible freedom is to give your life to the Master, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And if you want to know how to do that, if you're in the room, just come up and speak to Colin or I or Rory or Holly or Lionel, we'll help you. And others will help you. If you're online, just email us. Don't don't delay. Just grab the moment. Say, yeah, I'm going to do that. Info at kingdomfaith.com. Yeah, I want to know more about this Jesus, this one who wants to give me this gift. If you've already received Christ as Lord and Saviour and as your Master, you need to be signing up for freedom if you haven't. Because coming through this... This course, this new chapter of getting into the word, letting the word get into me, sharing it with others, serving others, being served by others, impartation from God himself, that's going to help us stay free. It does not get us free. It keeps us free. Jesus set you free. I was chatting with a whole bunch of guys we met up with yesterday and they're dealing about bloke things and issues and challenges and this, that and the other. And the conclusion was this. If you want to live in freedom every day, you need to know the truth. But to know the truth, you need to let the truth know you. So I can, I can know the truth by reading the Bible, but the truth that I know is how I share it with others. Does that make sense? So freedom is going to hear a little bit more about that in a minute. But here's another prayer. How can I serve in my house this week? Because there are jobs that I just haven't done. I just need to do them. Do I need to tidy up? Yes. Because that house is the Lord's house, it's not a DOS house. And I'm not talking about the quality of the house, but the condition of the house. I don't care. I've lived in I've lived in gutters, tin shacks I've stayed with and palaces. Makes no difference to me. But if there's a servant of the Lord in there it makes every difference to me. How can I serve this house going forward? Get involved in the party, bring some people, invite some people, pray for some people. But here's the key and this is the, the last thing I want to give you before we have a little conversation. In your homes, look out the window and expect people to come. Come on. Mate you, at the end, give me your address, I'll be there. When we're serving the Lord in our home, expect God to draw people. Look out the window. The party's going on in here, not just upstairs. That makes sense. I'm still buzzing with party. I can hear crackers and poppers going off and balloons. at Jesus, I can hear all that on the inside of me, but and the outside of my life is like, come to my party, come and celebrate what I'm celebrating. That's a lifestyle. Is that right? And then the last thing is, how can I serve this house? This is, this is a house, it's a building, it's a warehouse. Warehouse. It's a warehouse. It is not the church. You are. I am. It's a warehouse. And the warehouse gets worn out sometimes. That was good. So it might be that some of you want to serve in the house. Find out how you do that. You ready? Just talk to Jesus. How are you going to serve him this week? Just just on your own just for 30 seconds if you're not sure then just be unconditional Lord I'll just give you this week everything that that I might plan I'll just give it to you be the planner of my week be the organiser be my fire facts (laughs) show me age be my calendar this week lead me use me Show me, tell me, because I want to serve people around me. I'll assume you've all done that. Just take a seat around the table. You've now got another 30 seconds, 40 seconds to share around the table what your answer looks like. How are you going to serve the Lord this week? Make it as practical as you can. Got a few moments to do that if you're at home. Get another coffee, another cup of tea, another biscuit or a bacon back. How are you going to serve the Lord this week at home? You will have an opportunity. You will have people that you're influencing. Remember that Jesus sent his servant. Because the servant carries attitude and faith. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you.